Rochambeau, the podcast about unique competitions, extraordinary events, and other amazing adventures. I'm Kim. And I'm Ted. Happy to have you here. Also happy to thank CastBox. They have been a supporter of Rochambeau since the beginning. Yep. Thank you guys very much. They are no longer a sponsor. So by the way, if anybody wants to sponsor, we're looking for a new one. Yeah, come on. But also wanted to let our CastBox subscribers know that they moved our channel. So next time you open the app, if you're on there right now, you might have noticed that it kind of pushed you to a new page and asked you to resubscribe. We would really appreciate it if you did resubscribe right and if you did not resubscribe and you are not subscribed you are not listening to this right now Ooh. <laughs> that was all very spooky yeah <laughs> um a little bit more housekeeping we have some format changes coming up yeah you may have noticed that our intro tagline is weird Yes, it's right. different. We want to be more inclusive. We want to be able to tell you a little more than just competitions. There's so many other amazing things going on out there. And mm-hmm. we really just want to inspire you to add to your bucket list and get out there and find some of these amazing events. Right, because we've been finding some cool things we want to tell you about. So, hey, let's expand. And the way that we're going to present these stories to you is growing as well. We're going to incorporate more storytelling where one of us is going to research all about something that the other one doesn't know and tell us about it. Right. That's going to be fun. And that's going to happen later today. Ted is going to tell me about a sport. A super secret sport. Super secret sport. I'm excited. Uh-huh. We're still going to have some competitor and organizer interviews for you. We're going to try to cover more live events. We're going to have some experts coming in. Yeah, just whatever we find cool and we think you might want to hear about. We'll do that. Yep. And... A lot of this change is in an effort to bring you more Rochambeau. Right. It's not just lamps. (laughs) (laughs) Ted told me earlier today that he passed a store once that was called... Not just lamps. I don't know what is in there, but there's... (laughs) I guess there's also lamps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In an effort to bring you more Rochambeau, we are moving to once a week instead of once every other week. Yeah. So we get to visit with you more. And you're going to love it. We hope. We do. (laughs) We do indeed hope that you love it. Uh, We've both been taking a little break and did some traveling. Ted, where did you go? I went to Colorado and Utah. Nice. Did you ski? I snowboarded. Yeah, I met my brother and his family and my cute little nieces in Vail. And we did a couple days there. And then I met my buddies in Utah for a couple days at Park City, which was amazing. And in between, I did a little adventuring. That's great. I went to Dinosaur National Monument in Utah, which was amazing. And I went somewhere else I'll tell you about later. All right. Well, I went to New Mexico. Okay, cool. I'd never been before. And oh my gosh, I do too now. Such a cool state. I met my best girlfriend, Diane, out there. She Mm -hmm. lives in Portland, Oregon. We're in Atlanta, Georgia. And so New Mexico seemed kind of in the middle. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you both had to get on a plane and go that's towards right. each other. That's right. And so her that's flight was like two and a half hours and uh-huh. mine was two hours and 45 minutes. Oh, so it's perfect. gotta be right. kind of similar. <laughs> but we did a road trip around New Mexico. We went Albuquerque, Madrid, Santa Fe. We went to Roswell where the uh-huh. aliens are. Did you see any grays we or anything? Did not. We saw a lot of alien themed okay. stuff, which was really uh-huh. My favorite type of hokey fun, um, but no actual aliens. No actual aliens. And then we made our way around to Truth or Consequences uh-huh. to soak in the hot springs. 
There's hot springs there. There are. Do you know the story of Truth or Consequences? I do not know the story of Truth or Consequences. It's crazy. So the town used to be called Hot Springs. Okay. Right? Because That's descriptive. There's, right? And right. it makes sense. There's these amazing hot springs. Um, but back in the 50s, there was a radio game show called Truth or Consequences. Aha. Uh-huh. And they made a dare to, or a dare or a challenge to ask a city to change their name. And Hot Springs, New Mexico <laughs> stepped up to the plate. That sounds like some wacky 50s stuff. I love it. Yeah. I just love it. So now they're called Truth or Consequences. Huh. And they stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. We just had a super great time traveling around New Mexico. Did you eat any green chilies? I ate all the green chilies. <laughs> there is nothing better than a breakfast burrito with green chili sauce on it. That oh is the best my breakfast. gosh. The eggs that I was served in the morning were swimming oh, in yeah. the green. I loved it. <laughs> Every last bite. Uh-huh. Heck yeah. It was good stuff. What was your most Rochambeau-y thing you did? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> like- okay, so a couple of things. We went in Santa Fe. We went to Meow Wolf's House of Eternal Return. What? Oh my gosh. I actually want to spend an episode one time telling you all about this magical place. But it's uh, Meow Wolf is an artist collective and they took a hollowed out bowling alley and inside made a multiverse of crazy art (laughs) and exploration. And it's all interactive. Wow. Super freaking cool. And then um, what else was for Shimboe? Oh, I did an activity, a physical activity. You did a physical activity. Thank you very much. We went to White Sands National Monument Uh on our way from Roswell to Truth or Consequences. And it's these giant sand dunes, right? right? As far as the eye can see. And they'll rent you a sled, which is kind of like a picture like an old, I don't know, like a trash can lid. Just something (laughs) like you kind of just put your butt there. Right. And then you slide down the hill. And it was so much fun. So you went sliding down a sand dune. I did. On your butt. Huh. I went sand sliding. Sand sliding. <laughs> it was yeah, great. Sand sledding. Huh. Well, that's very interesting. Why is that? Because that's what I did. What do you mean? You went... Um... No, well, I went snowboarding, but I also went sandboarding. What is sandboarding? Sandboarding is like what you did, but standing up. Is this today's episode? This is today's episode. <laughs> All right. So I didn't know you, you went sandboarding on your own, down your on your butt. I did, on my butt. My own butt. On your own butt. Further <laughs> <laughs> than someone else's butt. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. All right, then. It's official. Today's episode. Sandboarding. All right. Ted Ledoux. Yeah. What is sandboarding? Is it exactly what I did or is it different? I think what you did qualifies as sandboarding in my book. It could be sand sledding, but sandboarding is typically standing up on a board and riding down a sand dune. So does this happen all over the world? Um, Rumor has it that there's evidence of ancient Egyptians sliding down hills on hardened pottery and wood. So this is an old, old activity. Old, old activity. There's also... Apparently evidence of upright sandboarding that dates as early as World War II. But I imagine early on people rode whatever they had, like surfboards, water skis, garbage can lids, you know, uh, hoods of cars. It started to grow in the 60s and 70s. And then it kind of expanded when snowboarding came along in the way that as snowboarding construction techniques got better, those also got handed down to sandboards. We should say that uh, snowboards and sandboards are not the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about the differences. 
Well, there's difference in shapes and, but most importantly, differences in materials. A snowboard is too slow and the base is too kind of porous for sand. That's what makes it slow. Like it just stops, you know, you can ride snowboards on very steep dunes, but a typical dune, not so much. Sandboards have a hardened base and you wax it to keep it going fast. Cool. How fast are we talking? So the world record in sandboarding was set by Henrik May, a German living in Namibia, it was about 10 years ago, and he went 92 kilometers per hour, which is like 57 miles per hour. Holy moly. So you can go pretty darn fast on a sandboard. So, of course, since people decided to go fast, there's races. Mm. Um, and there's, of course, there's competitions. There's several types of competitions held around the world. Some have been going on for 10, 20 years. The competitions have speed races like we were just talking about. Right. There's also slalom races where two people race down a course and they go around cones. There's also kind of a giant slalom or border cross style that we talked about as oh, in mountain yeah. boarding. I yeah. remember. Yeah. So like maybe four people go down the course at a time, probably obstacles like jumps and lumps and berms and stuff to go around. Yep. Of course, there's freestyle, you know, big air type stuff where yep. you, you do tricks. I've seen people do backflips, 540s, front flips, of course, all the grabs, front side, back side grabs. A lot of crossover crossover. with skateboarding, mountain boarding, snowboarding, all of it. Yeah. I think if you can do any of those, you could probably hop on a sandboard like I did. And yeah. Yeah. And did you find that your mountain boarding and snowboarding skills transferred pretty immediately? Totally. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I was told that it was going to be a lot like snowboarding and powder. Okay. Like very back foot heavy, kind of like wakeboarding. Your, your, your weight's more on your, your back foot and started off on some mellow hills, you know, just went very slow in a straight line. And it was weird because it didn't feel like I had an edge. Mm. You know, I'm used to edge on a snowboard. But then I went to a steeper slope and it was, it was pretty steep and daunting at first. I was with a couple kids and they're like, no, you're going to die if you do that. <laughs> you know how far away the hospital is? <laughs> so of course I did it. Oh, you know, of course yeah, you I did. I can't have kids tell me not to do it. And yeah. <laughs> I'll show you, <laughs> I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a lot like snowboarding in that I just dropped in and stayed on my toe edge and just was able to keep my speed in check and make a couple turns. It was pretty fun. So it's a worldwide sport. They have it in Israel, Australia, Africa, of course, the U.S., South America. Chile has maybe the largest dune in the world. The largest sand dune in the world is in Ica, and it's about two kilometers tall, which is about a mile and a half. So South America is is really a big hub. Uh, Chile and Peru are big hubs for sandboarding. Central America, you can go to Nicaragua and do it. It has steep slopes and volcanic sand. Neat. It's a volcano place. Europe, there's a big competition in... Her shoe, Germany, it has a lift. Maybe the only sand dune with a lift on it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Considering I was exhausted <laughs> yeah, just I walking up a few <laughs> little lumps to slide my butt back down. Right. That's probably why it's not as big as snowboarding, you know, because snowboarding, you already had lifts in place. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to hike up the mountain every time to drop in. Yeah, right. The hike is something. It is something. Yeah. Well, hiking on sand is not, not easy. Did you have shoes on? I did have shoes on. Yeah, no, we were told to uh, ride in socks on the board. We were hiking up the sand dunes in our socks. Oh, that sounds terrible. It really wasn't that bad until I tried to wash the socks. Yeah, I did a laundry. I stayed at the Airbnb in Fruta, Colorado, which is a lovely town. We talked about Fruta in episode number five about the Frozen Dead Guy Days coffin race. Because they were having a discussion about what to name their festival. And I believe the story was told to us that someone suggested, well, let's just call it Frozen Dead Guy Days because, you know, we're the town with the Uh Frozen Dead Guy. (laughs) And somebody was like, no, we... That's a silly name. Yeah, we can't 
can't do that. And they were like, but there's this other town named Fruta, Fruta. and they have Mike the Headless Chicken Days. Right. So, <laughs> so hey. Why wouldn't we? Right. I saw a statue of Mike the Headless Chicken, bought stickers of Mike the Headless Chicken, and there's, yeah. So yeah, if you guys want to learn more about Mike the Headless Chicken or Frozen Dead Guy Days, go back and give a listen to episode number five. Right. Or go to Fruta. Even better. Yeah, even better. Go out there. Um, where were we? I think you were Sandy and Fruta. Yeah, I was Sandy and Fruta. Yes, I was. <laughs> yeah, so I was doing laundry and I figured, you know, I'll wash my socks. You know, I'll put them in there and instead of getting the sand out of the socks, oh, I got no. sand into everything else. Yeah. So like I'm folding up clothes. I'm like, why is there sand in there? Yeah. Yep. Good job. So I guess just throw your socks away at, at that point. But it was a blast. Yeah, I totally wanted to cool. do it again. It's a good excuse to go down to South America and go sandboarding. There's competition down there this year. Uh, I know there's one in Oregon. There's a place called Sandmaster Park in Florence, Oregon. It's like a sand dune park and they have rails and jumps and stuff. And they have a competition every year. Um, also, like I said, there's one down in Peru that has a competition. The governing body is called Dune Rider International. DuneRiders.org. There's a sandboarding magazine, and that's at sandboard.com. And we can link to all this on our yep. website, right? Yep. And cool. it's got uh, some profiles of some of the pros, places where to buy boards. Well, good job. What a cool little sport. We both did the same sport. High five. Unbeknownst to each other. And that's the sport of sandboarding. We have a calendar on RochambeauPodcast.com. I believe it's under the events section. Right. RochambeauPodcast.com slash events. If you're going to type it in, I don't know why you would, but I don't know. go for it. <laughs> you do you. That's right. If you know of a cool event in your hometown, please reach out and we'll get it on the calendar. RochambeauPodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you and we want to know what's going on in your town. So coming up this weekend, the World Pizza Games. What? How is that a thing? They have a lot of different competitions within the World Pizza Games. Uh It takes place in Las Vegas, Nevada. March 30th to April 2nd. And it's at the convention center there. Okay. And so they have a lot of different competitions within the World Pizza Games. A speed pizza making. They also have like a highest throw. Okay. So you're moving your hand up and down. Yes, I am. I'm like tossing (laughs) a pizza up in the air. They have a lot going on. So if you're in Las Vegas or if you can get to Las Vegas this weekend, that would be a great use of your time. All you pizza enthusiasts, which I think is pretty much everybody, get your butt to Vegas. If you are interested in participating in a competition and maybe you can't go anywhere, Ted's been brewing up a great idea that we'd love to launch this week and tell you all about. We're hosting our own event and it's going to be the world's funniest laugh. I nope. Is that what it's called? I don't know. What do you want to call it? World's best laugh? You get to call it whatever you That's want, true. Ted Ledoux. I'm making the page, so world's best laugh. Because yeah. it doesn't have to be funny. No. It just has I mean, it to will be, be good. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Have you ever done laugh yoga? No. It's amazing. I did it once. You lay down on your back, and like I was in a room with about 30, 40 people, and she's like, okay, laugh. And at first you're like, ha, 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 ha. You know, you're faking it, you know? Uh-huh. And then you hear other people laughing and they are getting into it. And you're, so you start getting into it and then, then it's real and you can't stop laughing. And then you, like it ebbs and flows, you know, like people are loud, loud and then like it dies down. But it's, it's 
kind of crazy. We did it for like 20 minutes and then she's like, okay, now calm down. And like, it's hard to stop at that point. It's like a self-induced giggle fit. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. Cause like once we all stopped and relaxed, you really got meditative. And is that what inspired you to want to do this event for us? No, not at all. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, there was a laugh competition that mm-hmm. I was researching to do for an episode, but it was defunct and it hadn't happened in quite a while. And I figured with the advent of the internet, which we just got yesterday. The internet, The eh? internet, yes. But now we can do this for anyone around the world. We don't have to be in one place together, although that'd be lovely. For this competition, you can just give us a call and leave us a voicemail message of your best laugh yeah just laugh i don't know how you're gonna do it but just laugh and also please identify yourself oh yeah yeah (laughs) we need to know who you are yes we do this is my name is red frederickson from frederickson washington and then laugh that's right Right. and then leave us contact information right we'll make sure our outgoing voicemail has all this information for you but what number are they calling they are going to call 470-705-0372 excellent that's our laugh line (laughs) and we'll also have a web page designated to this laugh competition it'll have the phone number on it so you can you know not worry about if you're driving right now pulling over to write that down right the contact will run today through June 1st and we will announce the winners on June 11th. That's fantastic. So you have till June 1st to go ahead and leave us a voicemail. The winner will receive a Rochambeau prize pack. Uh-huh. It'll have a Cadillac Jones record in there. Some swag. And then a mystery prize. Ooh, I like the sound of that. I know. And then, of course, you know, the love and adoration of... The whole entire world. That's right. Right. Or at least Team Rochambeau. And we'll have more information on com slash laugh. Thanks again, of course, to Cadillac Jones for sharing their music with us for this podcast. If they play in your town, go see them. They're awesome. All right, guys. The world is a big, beautiful, and sometimes strange place. And we thoroughly encourage you to get out there and experience it all you can. Yeah. And if you know of an event that we need to know about or the rest of the world needs to know about, reach out and let us know. Sounds good. Till next time, people. Goodbye. That was a trumpet. Was it? (laughs) (laughs) That's my Cadillac Jones trumpet. One more time. Bam. Oh, yes. Yeah. See? Caddy trumpet. Yeah. Got it. Okay.